Welcome back, tenors. Ryan Willard here, and you are about to witness the final point in the final game of the final match here at the 10 News Table Tennis Championships. You might call it ping pong, but we call it fierce competition. Our host, Bethany Van Delft, is facing off against our editor, Pete Musto. Bethany leads 10 points to 9, and we're playing to 11. You're going down, Bethany. Nah, Pete. This is my house, and you're just a guest. Pete serves to Bethany, and she returns it without hesitation. Pete is on the attack, getting some great shots in, but this is a must-win point for Musto. But Bethany winds up and slams it down the line. Van Delft wins! Van Delft wins! Oh, I didn't lose to a single boy at sleepaway camp. How did you beat me? Well, Pete, maybe you should play against more girls. And you owe me an ice cream sandwich, by the way. All right, all right. Bethany Van Delft is our reigning champion, reminding everyone that gender doesn't matter when it comes to who's better at sports. That's right. And today we're celebrating Title IX, the law that says just that. I'm Bethany Van Delft. It's Thursday, June 23rd, and this is the 10 News. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's the 50th anniversary of Title IX. What's that you said? What is Title IX? Well, it's a law Congress passed in 1972 to ensure equal opportunities in school sports for kids of all genders. Here's what it officially says. No person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. This sounds like it should be pretty obvious, right? Yep. Everyone should have the chance to play sports or do school activities, no matter if they're a boy, a girl, or non-binary. But when the law was passed, that wasn't the case. What? There were very few girls' sports teams at schools, and they often had to provide their own equipment and uniforms. That's unbelievable. Boys' teams got a lot more support, and that's discrimination. (sighs) The slogan for Title IX was, give women a sporting chance, and it did. Once Title IX became law, schools had to provide the same level of equipment, supplies, coaching staff, practice spaces, and scheduled games for boys and girls teams. The law didn't require that schools immediately create the same number of sports teams for girls because they knew it would take a little time to get programs running. Instead, they asked schools to give girls proportional access to sports. So if 50% of the students were girls, they needed 50% of the access to sports teams. Or they could add new sports for girls on a regular basis. Another option is for schools to just ask girls what sports they're interested in and then make sure to program the sports girls want to play. Now we're talking. So the main places Title IX affects are schools and colleges, but any educational institution that gets government funding has to comply with Title IX. So it also affects libraries, museums, and vocational schools. If your library hosts a boys-only reading club, they legally have to offer one for girls as well. Excellent! Of course, just because it's a law doesn't mean everyone follows the law. As a student, you can keep an eye on your school to make sure there's no gender-based discrimination in sports or other activities.
Title IX didn't automatically create equality for all genders. People still had to fight for their rights under the law, which is exactly what the main character of the book, No Stopping Us Now, does. We invited award-winning author Lucy Bledsoe to join us in the studio to talk about her book and how it was inspired by her own childhood. What is up, tenors? Ryan Willard here, and I am thrilled because we have an award-winning author. So I want to know, first of all, who are you, where are you from, and what do you do? I am Lucy Jane Bledsoe. I am from Portland, Oregon, and I write stories. So I take uh, things that are important to me and find ways to put them out in the world in a story form. Now, you have a new book coming out. It's called No Stopping Us. What is that about? Um, this is, I, I often write from my imagination, but this story is my true story. Um, I wrote it as a novel and we can talk about why later if we want, but it's a true story that happened to me when I was 17 years old. Um, I grew up, as we say, in, as I said, in Portland, Oregon, and I badly wanted to play on a team sport. I had older brothers. I had a grandfather who was a football coach, and we spent all of our summers um, at the baseball diamonds watching my brother's games, all of our winters in the in the basketball um, court watching their basketball games, and I, I loved those evenings, but I wanted to be on the court, and I wanted to be on the field, and I wanted to play ball. Um, so when I was 17, I found out that there was a law that had just been passed a couple years prior that said uh, girls and boys had equal rights to the same um, activities in schools. And that meant that I had a right to have a basketball team in my school, even though there wasn't one. So I started working towards that. Um, and this book is about my finding my voice, um, getting a basketball team for um, all the girls in, in Portland, Oregon. Um, and honestly, a lot of the blowback that happened while I was doing that. And I've noticed in your work, you have really diverse characters that you, you bring out and you represent a lot of different people. Uh, what do they represent to you and why is it important to lift those voices up? Yes, it's it's so important to me. Well, I live in a community that's very diverse, a lot of different uh, genders and colors and cultures. And that's the world I live in. And that's the world I want to show, um, especially in this book, because for me, this story of of getting to play basketball in a way had very little to do with basketball. I wanted that um, sisterhood of a team um, growing up playing on teams eventually when I got to have them, I don't think I've had any better life experiences than I had being on a team of a very diverse group of, of girls, um, um, Asian American girls, black girls, white girls, all playing together toward a common goal, towards excellence, that coming together um, was just an enormous life experience that changed me and showed me so much about love and compassion and um, cooperation and working together with all kinds of people. And so that's really what the book is about. So it was really important to me to show that. I love that. That's wonderful. What kind of advice would you want to give to the younger generation of how to navigate through that at such a young age? And when you're learning about it or not learning about it, or discovering things about yourself? Yeah, that is such a good question. And it is so the same and so different. One thing I'm doing with this new book, No Stopping Us Now, is I'm doing several events in conversation with um, younger um, women. Um, in Berkeley, I'm going to do one with a, an event with a 17-year-old black trans girl who's a friend of our families. And we're just going to talk about the differences between now and then. Um, in some ways, it's easier to be out as an LGBTQ person now. Um, 
because there's a lot of acceptance. And sometimes, in some ways, it's harder because there's this assumption that, hey, everybody's over that. There's no problems now. But there are a lot of obstacles and a lot of difficulties and a lot of, frankly, hate still out there. So I guess my advice would be, I mean, one thing that happens in this story that I tell is I found allies. Um, in my story, one of my biggest allies turned out to be the boy, the boy's football coach. You know, he's this big, round, white guy with a crew cut and a red face. And um, he was the last person I expected to support what I was trying to do, which is get e equality for girls in my high school. And he was amazing. So finding allies, people who will support you, listening to their voices, not to the hateful voices, um, is one piece of advice. Another piece of advice I would give is, Look for the small steps. Um, we get to new places with a lot of small steps rather than great big lunges. And, and that's hard to, for any of us to deal with because who wants to do small steps? We want to get there all at once. Small steps. I like that. Lucy, thank you so much for joining us. Your book, No Stopping Us Now, just came out on April 26th. I cannot wait to read it. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ryan and Lucy. I cannot wait to read about Louisa and her courage to stand up and fight back. And we're so lucky to get an early review of Lucy's book from our 17-year-old friend, Justice. Ms. Justice, I am a 17-year-old woman of transgender experience, and here's my review of No Stopping Us Now. This book is such an amazing book. I resonate with the feeling of fighting for rights due to the fact that I, in sixth grade, had to fight to be on the girls volleyball team and I fought for three years until eighth grade I was able to play on the volleyball team and I believe that every woman especially trans women should read this because it gives you a feeling of empowerment and also a feeling of strength due to the advocacy the community and just how everyone is so loving supporting yet there are some challenges and setbacks. Thank you so much for your insight, Justice. And now for your... What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. More girls playing sports at school leads to more women in professional sports, like the WNBA. But do you know how many teams are in the WNBA? Is it A, 10, B, 12, or C, 16? Did you guess it? The answer is B. When the WNBA was first started in 1997, there were eight teams, and now there are 12. Nice. They are Chicago Sky, Connecticut Sun, Indiana Fever, New York Liberty, Washington Mystics, Dallas Wings, Las Vegas Aces, Los Angeles Sparks, Minnesota Lynx, Phoenix Mercury, and Seattle Storm. The season is well underway, so be sure to watch some WNBA games this summer. That's our show. Before we go, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust? You need Shopify for retail. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. 
Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Shopify's sleek, reliable POS hardware takes every major payment method and looks fabulous at the same time. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lifestyle, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash lifestyle to take your retail business to the next level today. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. If you can't take the heat, it may be time for some cool clothing. The only way to play it cool this summer is in brand new Tommy John's. When you wear Tommy John, you're that much cooler, so you can do everything better thanks to breathable, lightweight fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. With dozens of comfort innovations, Tommy John makes you look super hot while feeling super cool. From lounging at home to summertime fun. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers, they have fanatics. With over 17 million pairs sold, people love Tommy John underwear and loungewear. I love wearing my Tommy John loungewear because it feels great after a long day. You should get Tommy John too. Plus, you're always covered with their best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. So shop TommyJohn.com slash T-E-N-N-E-W-S now for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash 10 news for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com slash 10 news. See site for details. Thanks for listening to the 10 News. Look out for our new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. The 10 News is a core production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts and is distributed by iHeartRadio. The 10 News creative team is dunking on each other and includes Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, Ryan Willard, Adam Bernard, and Tessa Flannery. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle. And our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Bethany Van Delft and thanks for listening to the 10 News. All right, who's going to play me next? No one? Aw. This podcast has been named a Common Sense Selection by Common Sense Media, recognized for its outstanding content for kids and families. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. 
Hi friends, are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So little golden books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.